Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hi everyone, excited for you to be joining us today for another one of our lovely country episodes. This time we are going to China. China! (laughs) Hello everyone in China listening. Good morning. Ni hao, ni hao ma. Ni hao ma. Uh, I don't speak much... um, I was about to say Chinese, yeah, Chinese. Well, Mandarin. Because um, it's Mandarin or Cantonese. There you go. We've opened with a fun fact of my own. Uh, There's actually a lot more dialects that, like, oh. hundreds probably. Well, they're the it's a huge one. country, Emma. It's one of the biggest. Well. Certainly the most populous. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is they are the one, clear winner one on that one. 1. 1.4 billion people as of 2020. 1. 1.4 billion 1.4 billion. That's very impressive. And so, yeah, we have both visited China. So, Darius, tell us when you went to China the first time. Wow. It was back in black and white, it seems. Um, back in November 2007. Um, so, like 13 years ago today, roughly, um, I went on a business trip to Shanghai, to visit, I was working in the in the scrap metal industry back then, and we had a lot of sales going to China. So we went and did a did a bit of a tour of of some of our business partners, and also we were there for a conference. Um, and as it turns out, one of the key um, features of visiting China is eating, because I ate so much during that trip and got really sick too. But <laughs> more on that later. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, Chinese food is quite popular around the world, but um, definitely different when you're there. Um, yeah. And for me... Hairy, China- hairy crab, drunken pigeon, um, wild, totally wild. Absolutely. Sorry, when did you visit? Uh, I My first visit, um, for me, uh, it's number country, country number 33 on my UN recognised list. And it's the 40th country that I visited overall. And I went in 2013 uh, officially for the first time um, because I flew Southern China Airlines quite a bit um, to get to the UK. Uh, They're a good Mm -hmm. airline from Australia to to go. They do very good rates and they fly via Guangzhou, Mm. um, which is in the south, Southern China Airlines, of course. Yeah. So yeah. one time I decided to stay and get out of the plane and get out of the airport and have a couple of days there. So that was 2013 and then I went back again in 2018 and I trekked the Great Wall of China. 
Wow. A massive you know, you can speed least. that from space. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally understand that because when you are there, it just stretches for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. It's how, very impressive. How much, how much of it did you, did you walk? I don't know in kilometres. I think we probably would have only done about 60 kilometres of it, <laughs> mm-hmm. like 60 to 80 maybe. Um, yeah. We did five days of trekking on the Great Wall and it was really cool. Um, a lot of people just go to um, Mutianyu or to, oh, gosh, Jinchanling is lovely too, but Mutianyu is kind of the main place that people go. Um, you can get there from Beijing in a day. People literally lock, uh-huh. rock up, take a photo, go back. Um, but to spend time yeah. on it and to spend time on it when we were in one part, just the only people there, um, mm. that was phenomenal. And it was the wall, part of the wall that had not been uh, repaired. A lot of it um, in the more touristy parts has been um, repaired or restored to what it would have looked sure. like, which is awesome because that's the photos that you've seen. But to be on a part of the original wall and to, mm-hmm. to think that they just built it kind of on the ridge of a hill and uh, you go from dirt to the wall to these um, watchtowers and just walking through these watchtowers with sort of crumbling rocks and things, it's mm. it's so impressive. Is it and is it is is it is a big wall, right? It's, I'm thinking of another famous wall, Hadrian's Wall, which is I mean, it's it's long, but it's not like it's not going to keep anyone out. Oh, it's really, very low. It? Yeah, no, this is big. Um, yeah. Like, and it's dangerous in parts, to be honest. Like, some of the steps would be up to my knee height, and so oh, you're wow. on you're on hands you're on your hands and feet, sort of going up because they're just like to walk up a step like that. It's so big and yeah. they're quite steep, so you lean into the stairs, and you're kind of climbing up spider monkey stuff <laughs> um, and then other parts where you're coming down the stairs and they're often uneven. Yeah. You're going down these, like just looking, staring down these massive stairs. <laughs> just like, okay. And and people have had accidents. Um, people have fallen off the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, some In some parts the wall, like you might be walking along a path mm. that's like five metres wide, but if you look over the edge – it's a drop 20 metres down to the um, certain trees, to the trees below right. and, and, and rocks and you're sort of sitting on the edge of these watchtowers and things like that. And, yeah, some of the people on our trip, you know, if you have a bit of trouble with heights and stuff, it can be quite nerve-wracking. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a challenge. It's, not, it's certainly a walk, but, like, when you're walking up and, like, up and down stairs – you know, all day. It's mm. tough. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. And how? What, what was your experience like? Um, you know, spending a bit more time off the beaten tourist track. Um, oh, I loved it. Like it's so charming, yeah. and having that time. Because like our first day was really magnificent. We walked off the wall and straight to our accommodation, and that was pretty cool. Just like not having to be transported. Because other times we were taken in the morning to the next part of the wall. So for that first night to just walk straight off the wall, straight to our accommodation and then to turn around and look up from our accommodation and be like the wall was Mm. behind us. Like it's just magnificent. Um, 
So, and just the local hospitality, like these were really small little boutique sort of um, almost homestay-like um, or not homestay-like sort of little like tiny little motelly like little things. Yeah. Uh, so, to actually get to sit with the locals and um, in one place, it was oh, beautiful. It's like there's this babbling brook going along um, the trees are overhanging over the brook and there's like a little wall next to it and then a little bridge over the little brook and and then the place we stayed was like a wooden cabin like big wooden cabin so we were all on the different mm-hmm. levels and we all sat downstairs to eat our meal together and we, we had had to go to the bus to get something and then we were coming back and the owner I mean all I said was like niha ma and she she and things like you know I know a couple of Mandarin words uh yeah. she had like called me over and uh, she wanted to give me something, <laughs> and I didn't know, you know, no, we weren't able to sh- speak the same language. So yeah. she gave me something. She, uh, she was eating something, and she gave it to me, and it was like, I mean, I'm going to describe it as like salty play-doh, like clay, like yeah. So like a, like a like a plum sort of job. No, like like super hard tofu was kind of what it was like, like a rubbery, mm. tofu-y, salty stuff. Um, I took it and I had a bite and said, share, share, <laughs> but it was just so, so sweet that she wanted to share with me. Um, so just, yeah, getting to spend that time with the people, um, all of the places. <laughs> eating, eating random coagulated salty Tofu, stuff. Tofu, clay stuff. But, um, yeah, it was really, um, and then just all the food, because we were in different parts. I can't name sure. half of it. Like our wonderful guide, he would, and there were like 20 of us, so it was always like a buffet sort of style. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. like lots of vegetable dishes, like lots of protein, but like mm. nuts and not heaps of meat. Like I think when we have Chinese food in Australia, like it's very like meat heavy. You're saying there was no sweet and sour pork? No, but they were like sweet and sour dishes, but like yeah, just not so meat intensive or fry mm. or oily. We know we know Chinese food in Australia and America and probably the UK and stuff to be quite greasy and heavy, whereas there it was like just really lovely and nutritious and yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a lot of in my in my factory searching, I came across you know the. Well, obviously, it's a huge country, so there's a lot of different regional styles of cooking, but they do mention quite often the, the huge amounts of fruit and veg that, that gets eaten in China. Um, but, yeah, at the it same time. <laughs> Sorry, you go. <laughs> did you know half of all pigs in the world live in China? I did not. Hmm. So, no wonder they you eat a lot of pork there. But yeah. what's cool, like um, – it's something I struggle with, but I think it's very good as well, is like how much that they use the whole animal. Like mm. they, nothing goes to waste. And we went into one supermarket just because we needed snacks for the group. And so I went in with a guide. I was like, oh, maybe I can help you pick stuff, which was a really stupid idea because I'd be like, what about that? And he's like, no, <laughs> that's not what you think it is. I'd be like, what about those apples? He's like, no, they're like really super sour and they're not apples. They're a different type of thing. And it was like... I, I saw, I was like, oh, dried mango in a plastic bag. He's like, no, that's sweet potato. <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> I was like, I am really bad at this. So I, was, I just followed him around. It was just, I love, I do actually love when I travel going to supermarkets. Like they're so different. Oh, me too. Me too. It's like even, even like, yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do actually. Just seeing all the products and, and how they lay them out and the different mm. yeah, fruits and vegetables. But the, the frozen section, like, as I said, like, just lots of animal bits. <laughs> yeah, it and looks a little bit like, not meaning this disrespectfully, but it looks a little bit like you've walked into a bait shop um, and you're, like, looking for fish and bait. Yeah, um, there were just hooves and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, not not something I would know how to use or buy or whatever, but I was, like, good on them because they don't waste anything. Like yeah, they, every I've, single I've, thing about the animal would be used, and that's here's a fun fact: I've eaten pigs' fallopian tubes. <sighs> I don't know if that was a fact I needed to know, but um, very good. Cannot well cannot recommend recommend. Well, um, and my struggle was I had a, I had a rule, and I have a rule: um, I can't eat something that's looking at me. Um, hmm. Like I'm I'm eat meat. I'm a meat eater, but like. When the fish head's on, I really don't like that very much. Oh, really? Yeah, when the when they bring out a duck and it's like neck is uh, – or goose and its neck is up and, you know, yeah. one time in Guangzhou we had that happen. I, I explained, I was like, I, like I'll, I'll try and eat most things. Um, sometimes maybe don't tell me exactly what it is because I'll just give it a go. Uh, uh, I did eat slugs uh, in Guangzhou accidentally. Oh, wow. I ate – Ducks' tongues, that was kind of wild. I'm pretty sure I did that in Sydney, though. You can get them at, at dim sum. Yeah. I. Um, but, yeah, they. we were at this place and they were like, okay, so um, we're going to order the duck but and it might come out like fully as the whole duck. But, you know, we'll, we'll try it. We'll see what we can – we'll see what happens. And so they did and the duck's neck's fully up. And so to solve the problem, they put a napkin over the duck's head. <laughs> So How tasteful. Duck body and then the draped with a napkin and I was like, thank you. Uh, and then another place, um, in, then my, on my, that was on my first trip in Guangzhou in 2013, but on my more recent one in 2018, we were yeah, always having this buffet style and our guide had ordered chicken and he said like some of it might come out like that. And I said, well, if we could just take the head off like away, that would be great. And then continue with the eating. And one of the ladies one time, the duck, the chicken came out with the head on it. She's like, I'll fix it. So she took the head Snap. and put it into a teacup. And then the chicken's head was coming out of the teacup and just going around the table on the lazy Susan. I'm like, this is not, <laughs> this is not helping. <laughs> anyway, that's um, my stuff to get past, but. You know, uh, so sorry to any vegan or vegetarian who's listening, but um, yeah, if you're there, people, that, you're, you're going to see that because they eat everything. Sure, sure, yeah, and 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 most of it is incredibly delicious, despite you know being made of unusual bits of animal. Oh, and and it's um, look, it's unusual. That's us putting our, you know, it's unusual to us. Well, obviously, it's not <laughs> unusual to Chinese people. <laughs> No, they. That's that's normal. Um, uh, but yeah, different, massive country as you said. So different parts, yeah. you're going to get different cuisines, um, and just be yeah. Probably if There's, you're going to go get the beef and black beans, sweet and sour pork, lemon chicken. No, 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 no. Get 
Get, the best thing to do is to go with, with locals, obviously, and then just let them order and yeah, just tell them yeah. what you like and what you don't like. Absolutely. But don't if you go expecting not, those things that you've had in a Chinese restaurant in Australia, you're probably I, not going to have it. Yeah, no, nah, not, not at all. There'll be similar, you'll, you'll recognise some of it, but it's, it is very different. And yeah. like you said, it's, it's, you know, not as oily and it's not as heavy. And I, I love Chinese food and, and um, just the variation you get as well. It's, it's amazing. So did you get to do much sightseeing when you were there? Uh, a little bit. We were there for work. Um, a lot of the sightseeing was, um, you know, because we went and visited visited our, our clients and not clients, our, our business partners. And, um, you know, so a lot of my visiting or my sightseeing in, in Shanghai and around Shanghai was to scrapyards, um, <laughs> which which was super interesting. Um, I don't know if our listeners have ever been on a scrapyard in their home country but Chinese scrapyards is just at a whole nother level, um, like size-wise and what they do and how, like the tools that they make and the machines that they make and the PPE that they don't wear and um, <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. And, and uh, you know, being being treated very specially by, by you know, we had some big suppliers, we had uh, big, big business partners, smaller business partners, like, you know, in terms of in terms of money, um, and so we got to see like you know quite sort of local regional food, and then also like super swanky upper class, um, you know, just lavish sort of wealth that that you know the Chinese, if they have it, they like to throw it around as well. Um, so super fortunate to see like you know a whole range of of people and experiences uh, during the week or so that we, that I was there. And then we also, we did sightseeing in, in Shanghai, of course. Uh, we did a cruise, which I rec- recommend. Like it was a river cruise from the center of center of Shanghai down the down the river uh, to the harbor where the where the giant container terminal is. Um, and I I took so many pictures of cranes. There was just <laughs> this construction nonstop. It's it's mental um, just to see. And this is you know. 13 years ago or whatever um it, it it just the rate that buildings were going up um and ah amazing so so humbling in a way like it's um yeah makes you wonder why it takes so long for for people to build stuff in other countries <laughs> yeah I mean, I think there is a bit of manpower going on there, but, um, you know, mm. but their technology is super impressive too. So, um, oh, you say that, but like bamboo scaffolding at the side of, of high rise buildings, like, you know, 100 meters of bamboo scaffolding tied together with rope, like, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah. No, that's it's cool that uh, going sometimes for work to a place because you could do get to see a different side of it and um, mm. it's a different experience. So, um, yeah, for me, I was in yeah Guangzhou, which is uh, the first time. So in the south, so di- like quite mm-hmm. different food. Um, one of the one one of the most wonderful experiences I had was like on the weekend. So I was very fortunate actually. The reason I 
well, I was going to go to Guangzhou anyway, but my mum works in logistics and she had a colleague there who happened to be around my age mm. uh, who she talked to all the time and she said, oh, my daughter's coming. Would you be able to maybe like give her some tips or something? Oh, um, right. But, you know, I think like you experienced the Asian hospitality is that you treat yeah. the guest with respect and um, you you try to do as much for them. So he ended up booking my hotel for me meeting oh, me wow. off the train from the airport and um, making sure I got to the hotel. And it was kind of like an apart, like service department type thing. Mm-hmm. Made sure I got there okay and then I had the Wi-Fi, understood everything, how it worked. And then he was um, came and met me in the morning to take me to do some sort of sightseeing. Um, he couldn't spend all the time with me, which he was extremely apologetic about, but took me out for dinner the next night with his partner. Yeah. And yeah. and then, but yeah, on this, I think, we yeah, I don't know, I was there on a weekend and so we went for yum cha. And yum cha is like, if you've never done it, it's awesome. But like in, in, in Sydney, it's cool. We have some proper like yum cha places. So basically it's, yeah, you sit down at the table and then the food comes to you. You get a little trolley of food with little, sort of snack size things or plates, small plates of things and you just point at what you want and, and they give it to you. So, um, And, and um, yum cha actually literally means drink tea. So, ah. Well, I was going to yeah. say, it's and it's a huge like, you know, we think of going for Chinese food in Australia in, in the evening or in the afternoon, but yum cha is actually um, – a kind of a brunch or a morning thing. Uh, yeah. And so, and you're having savouries and sweets, you have whatever. And yeah, like when we got there, we had the tea was brought. You always get the the Chinese tea, green tea. And mm. before we started, he was like, well, we have to, we have a tradition. We have to wash our chopsticks. And it was just so nice being there mm. with some a local because he showed me how you wash, you clean the chopsticks with the tea mm. and this is how you're meant to have them and um, and then obviously did all the amazing ordering and, and things like that. But this place was just like pumping and it's just like all the families, you just everybody comes out and eats together and mm. it was phenomenal. I just was like looking around the room, just smiling the whole time, just like this is so cool. Uh, yeah. So I was very lucky to have that experience. But um, Guangxiao is quite a um, – Industrial. We, uh, yeah, modern. Um, so one of the things to see there – it's quite famous. You can see it's called the Canton Tower and it's this mm. beautiful shaped building, very tall, slim with a big point on top, but they, they light it up. And so that's what took, caught my attention as soon as I got off the train. I saw it and they often put rainbow lights on it. And so I was like, yeah. so the whole building is lit up and just stands out from ages away and it was really yeah, cool. Yeah. What, so, what year did you visit, Emma? 2013. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I, I'm just thinking I'd love to go back, like, soon because um, it, it must have changed so much as well, like, with, with you know, mobile technology and stuff. I mean, it's they're, they're you know, cutting-edge technology uh, sort of focus there as well, which is, I don't know, I, th- I think it would be really exciting to go back, like, soon. Yeah, and I didn't get to do a lot while I was in Guangzhou the first time. It was literally a couple of days, but... Yeah. Um, I did get to go to the Chen clan ancestral hall mm-hmm. and that had that like real traditional. So it's, it was like an ancestral home of, of a 
wealthy family. So it had the beautiful yeah. statues out the front. It had like the the big gateways, um, all intricately designed. Inside, it had those, you know, these. They sort of had like courtyards. That's how the houses were. So the the rooms run along the outside, and then you yeah. always have these opens. I think it's a lot to do with the feng shui. Um, so then you'd have these open areas in the middle. Um, and then we were sort of looking into the rooms to see how they used to live. And just like everything was so, even the bedhead, even the table, the lampshade, the awnings, everything was intricately sort of carved or designed and mm. or painted. And on the roofs of this, um, of this house were like, you know, dragons and tigers and like just all, all the symbols of, of the, what the family means and it's just like everywhere you're looking is decorated. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, as we're talking, I'm looking through my photo album of, of my visit to Shanghai and it's, yeah, it's, um, it's like I, I, what I thought was amazing was the like the juxtaposition between old and new, like, mm. um, you know, rapid advancement technologically and, and buildings and all this sort of stuff. And at the same time, it's like, you know, it's so traditional and uh, so steeped in culture um, makes it a super fascinating place. Did you go out much on your own? Um, so I was there with my boss and my colleague, uh, shout out to Mike and Tim. Um, Tim Wong, we can, we can get on the podcast. He's traveled so much as well. Um, and so I, you know, we went out for dinner a few times. We didn't have much free time. Um, I went out with Tim to, you know, have a few drinks. Um, and I actually, I caught a taxi by myself, like across the Shanghai, uh, late at night, which was, which was such a spin out as well. I remember it was, um, you just like hand him the, the driver, the business card of the hotel and just, you know. Hoping for prayer the best. and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, it's just, cool. Uh, it's so it's, foreign, right? Like you know, you look yeah, at a sign. And there's so, no way you can read what it says. Yeah, and this when I was there, you know, we had blackberries, but there was no way of like you know, I don't know, like looking up, you know, using Google Translate or anything like this. Um. Yeah, what a what a great what a great time. Um, and that was a bit different to my yeah, my first trip. I had Wi-Fi, like Wi-Fi and stuff was in 2013 we had Wi-Fi. Um mm. but I, like not roaming, I didn't have roaming, so it was like I'd have to be mm. at the hotel figure out how to get somewhere and, and again my lovely host Daniel was lovely and he would tell me where to go, but I was like I had to get the subway myself, make sure I got off the right stop things like that and if I had have got lost I would have had to find a place with Wi-Fi before I could find out where I was so I went out to the Museum of the Western Han Dynasty myself um that was cool to go to a museum and to learn a bit more about Chinese history and just sort of I think I just was more wandering around and um yeah. I, can't, I can't remember a lot. I remember what I, I can visually remember, like walking around and, and stuff, but not. Mm-hmm. I didn't retain a lot of information. But another place I went by myself was um, a shopping centre and it was like this big because I had one night where, yeah, Daniel wasn't available so I went just to go eat by myself and 
went mm. in the shops and it was just like the shops even used some of the shops. I was like, I think I know what this sells, but I don't and I couldn't yeah. communicate with the people and it was just kind of I just was walking around like this big-eyed, you know, like, whoa, what is this? And then I found this yeah. cafe that I'd, I don't know if I'd heard about it or if I just saw it and was like, I have to go. It was a toilet-themed cafe. Oh, wow. So you sit on a toilet to eat. Uh, your food is served in a small little toilet. And, uh, yes, I ordered uh, chocolate ice cream. So you can imagine how that looked in a small Tasteful. Tasteful. Toilet. It was. It was classy. This, it was classy. Yeah. One of those travel things where you're like this, I don't know, maybe this is cultural, but it's also like it's not, it's, you know, I can't to, can't remember the name. I'll probably I'll have to d- have a dig around. I can't remember the name of it or the mm. shopping centre, but I'm sure people who've been there have like, yep, I've done that too. <laughs> So one of the um, one of the things I remember um, on the on the cruise there was a there was a Chinese guy there, um, you know, person with a with a disability, um, and he was he was selling or he was carving um, soapstone into seals like into wax seals which you use to mm. to seal or to like a signature almost, um, and he was like carving the stuff on the on the ship. Uh, while we were cruising, and um, I got myself a, a seal made with my name in in Chinese and 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 uh, like Western characters on it. Yeah, similar. Hang on, like uh, like this. Yeah, a little bit. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm showing Darius. I have. I got given a gift on my trip, which was um, we. Some people ordered them to get made, and my guide surprised me. It's got my zodiac, which is the year of the rabbit. <laughs> And then on, um, it's a, mine's like stone. Maybe it is limestone. I don't know. But on the bottom, it says in English, my name, Emma. And then it says my name in Chinese characters. And it comes in a little pot with um, a little pot of ink. And it's pretty cool. Okay. So my, my super special memory that this guy carved me my, well, it still is a good memory, but it turns out it's not so unique as I thought. (laughs) <laughs> I, I love it. it. I found it. We're all just like running around our houses finding souvenirs. Oh god, the pa- it's like a paste. It's like a paint paint. Yeah. No, got that. And this is oh, the wow. I've never opened it. Yeah, cool. And it says, we'll have to take photos for the um oh that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can read it. But yeah. Yeah, we'll take a photo and put it on the um Thing. Sorry, sorry, everybody. We're just going through our um, belongings. I'm sure the, the power of editing can fix this a little bit. <laughs> no, no, I love it. Yes, anyway, yeah, no, very. that's very, very cool. Um, one of my other funny moments from Guangzhou was, yeah, I had to, again, um, got the directions and went to um, a market area for some shopping a bit of retail therapy and so they had some fixed shops in this area as well as sort of the markety stalls and I was going around and I decided I wanted a handbag and I did end up getting um getting one but um I also went to haggle I did I did and I nearly bought one successfully yeah but I really wanted one and I had like just enough like I had worked out how much I had to spend and I didn't want to have to go and get money out and I really liked this bag 
And so then I was like, resigned myself to the fact that I was going to have to get money out because I really wanted it. Um, I couldn't use card. Um, and yeah, it was just, just a little bit too much of the cash that I had. And so then I'm walking to the ATM and then I walked in, I found another shop, which had a very similar bag, not same, same, mm. but different. And I had enough cash for it. And it was a yellow bag. I remember it was just a beautiful bag and it was like such a win. But I then went and had lunch and I did not win at lunch. Um, I didn't know where to go. I had no idea like trying to order and stuff. So I found a little fast food-like restaurant and like it had the pictures of all the food. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to get. So I was like someone had like sauce and broccoli and stuff and I was like that like look like mushrooms I was like that looks good I'll, I'll have that so pointed and ordered and anyway got my food and I was eating it and yeah it's okay and eating it and then the texture of the mushrooms started to be a bit funny right. and started to look at them a bit more yeah and I started to realize that maybe they weren't mushrooms right and I'm pretty sure I was eating slugs but, like, so you're not even sure if they were slugs. Yeah, I'm not. But about halfway like, through, I was like, I'm going to stop now because I squishy, feel cartilage-y. good Explain. anymore. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I think I've blocked it out. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, the point, the pointing and, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't great. <laughs> so anyway. It can only get you so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, not everything is as it seems. <laughs> that's right. But it was good. I, but I was out by myself and I was doing things and that's that's the adventure and that's the gamble, you know. Yeah, very adventurous place, very adventurous place. And then I'll just, I'm going to just share a few um, places in Beijing that I went and I really enjoyed. So we did get a few days in um, Beijing, uh, before we left and on the way back, we mm. went to the Forbidden City, which is like <laughs> as soon as oh, we the, got the, in. The, the, the clay soldiers? Uh, no, the clay soldiers are in, um, oh, it's got an X in it. Um, Xi'an something. Yeah, the yeah the Xi'an warriors, um, terracotta warriors. Yeah, no, they're not in Beijing, so um, I haven't seen those. But uh, we went okay. to, yeah, the Forbidden City is like if you've seen Mulan, the cartoon, like it looks like that palace. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like Mulan. And they were like, yeah, like, <laughs> but um yeah, please stop saying that. But I was like, oh, my God, like Mushu would be here. I was so excited. Everything to me is like Disney. Um, fun fact, fun fact, I've never seen Mulan. <gasps> you should. It's really good. It's a lovely movie. Um, so inside the Forbidden City there's also there's the palace. Oh, well, not inside, but nearby. There's also the Palace Museum you can see, which is really awesome. Uh, there's the famous Tiananmen Square. We didn't actually go over in Tiananmen. We saw Tiananmen Square. We were like right mm. near it. It's right near the Forbidden Pal- um, Forbidden City. Sure. Um, that's where, yeah, um, his Mao's um, like coffin is there. And so there's like massive mm. lines, like people line up to go there. We didn't need to do that, so we, we didn't. But, yeah, it's like that's where that tragedy happened um so when they told us as well it kind of had to be like our guide was kind of whispering it 
Um, so. Oh yeah, you're not allowed to talk about the the massacre, the the, the yeah. people's revolution. You can't. Yes. So it's, that was, I guess one of one of the one of the tricky things when you're talking about China, it is, um, you know, it's a it's a it's a strict government, a very strict place to live, um, and they have you do have to be be wary of that in some places. And, yeah. Um, so we, you know, we just had to be mindful and and we were told yeah. when to be careful and things like that. Uh, we also went to the Summer Palace, which is absolutely beautiful, set on a lake, lots of pagodas, just really charming. Went in the late afternoons. So it was a really perfect time. And um, mm. there again they have some of those heritage houses, um, like the old, from the old dynasties and really cool to see those intricately laid out homes. Um, of course I went to the Great Wall, but that isn't actually in Beijing. You have to go a bit further out. And yeah. then we went to a place called Jingshan Park and that was okay. really beautiful. Again, they have a um, pagoda there and you walk up the hill and, and they've got this beautiful pagoda on up the top. And we did um, we did Tai Chi there in the morning. So we had a, huh. a guy come and showed us Tai Chi and it was, it was really beautiful, sort of a great way to start the day. I'd never done proper – Tai Chi and it's very it is very we did learn the waterfall and <laughs> very relaxing uh mm. it was very impressive the other thing that um we saw but we didn't actually go to um which is incredible was the bird's nest the um olympic stadium so because beijing right. had the olympics in 2008 and um their their stadium they built looks like a bird's nest and it's super mm. impressive Hmm. Yeah, lots lots of things to see. Um, I mean, it, there must be so many so many things to see that we have no idea about. Yeah. Um, any any top tips for when in China? When in China, um, yeah, I, I have a top tip. Um, so when you're out eating with with people in China, um, they will keep ordering food until you leave something like on the plate yes um yeah so and and which is quite different you know in, in germany it, it's you know it's polite to to finish all your food yes um and in australia as well i, I guess um yes. and so when i was there in china i would just not stop eating a because it's delicious and b because i was trying to be super polite and you know they just kept ordering and kept ordering i'm like this is this is good but please stop um, and my ch Chinese colleague didn't, you know, think to tell me until like two or three days in when I'd already eaten enough to sustain a small family for about a year. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good so one. So top actually. tip, stop yeah. eating before, before, you know, before you're full basically because there'll be food everywhere. Well, I had to negotiate with my guide. We had to come to an agreement because, yeah, he – for the, for the, there were 18 people or something and he was ordering like 17 dishes and we were just, you know, again, we were doing the same eating, just eating cause it kept coming. And then, yeah. you know, we were there trekking as well, especially at lunchtime. It was like, it's, it's too much food. We're feeling yeah. full. So I was like, can we order like 10 dishes or like eight? And he's yeah. like, well, no, because if you finish all the food, then that's rude. And, yeah, um, yeah. 
that's no we haven't been good guests like we haven't been good to you good hosts yeah we should there should be enough food and I was like okay that's interesting I didn't know that that's why you know that style is there of the buffet and you have mm. you um that's why they order such a variety of dishes and I said yeah but it's making us one where <laughs> we have no limits and we're not controlling ourselves but yeah. two it's making people feel our group feel very uncomfortable because we don't want to waste so much food like yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe the kitchen staff eat it afterwards or something, which would make us feel better, but I don't know. Like, can we just come to a compromise? So it was like, I wanted 10 dishes, he wanted 17. I think we agreed upon around 12, 13. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, okay, we, we can agree to have food left over, but, like, can we have, like, one plate of food left over or two, <laughs> not seven, you know? Uh, Order so some more slugs. We can leave them uh, <laughs> on the table. And so we, so we did. We came to an agreement that we always had a little bit of food left over, but everybody was a little bit more. And I then knew as well the custom. So I went back to the group and said, guys, don't just eat because it's there. Eat what you want to yeah. eat. Yeah. Really stop before you're full and um, then we'll actually understand how much food we need to order for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was challenging. My top tip, and it's an annoying tip, um, was that the, there's the whole rumour and thing about um, in China – you can't get on social media channels, so you can get Wi-Fi and you can go on like Google and stuff, but there's a lot of restrictions in terms of what you can access. And so I was mm. like left Australia, was like no Facebook, no Instagram, none of that for me, I'll be off limits, da-di-da. Well, I was on roaming and so my VPN bypassed the um, interwebs and I was able the, to the, access... The- Great firewall of China. Yes, I, I bypassed the firewall. And so I was getting like bloody Instagram alerts and Facebook alerts on the Great Wall of China. I was like, no. <laughs> I mean, I, mm. I did put my phone on airplane mode a lot and things like that, but I was like, damn it, I'm accessible. I, I wonder, because uh, obviously technology has come a long way in the last five to six years. Um, I don't know if we can we can count that tip as verified. Read up. I'm sure you'll be able to find information online. That was two years ago. Ah, well then, never mind. Don't listen to anything (laughs) that I say. No. In fact, fact check me. If you use roaming, um, you should be able to access your channels, but also um, it's really not that important and have a holiday and switch off. Um, I wish... I had my phone because I was working. I was the guide from... um, I was the tour team leader for for the trek. That's why I was there, actually. I was leading the grouping along the Great Wall, so I had to be uh, contactable. Uh, otherwise, I would have really enjoyed putting my phone on aeroplane mode and just being there. I really want to go for Yumcha right now. <laughs> Me too. Um, but we're going to let you guys go. Um, we could talk about things all day. I can't wait to get back and explore China. Actually, I have I'd mm. written a blog. There was this – I've got this vision in my head that I have to get back to China to see. In Guangzhou Airport, they had this giant poster, giant advertisement, and it was this man in a small little rowboat in a river going through this massive mountain pass and these massive green, like, rolling hills, and it just it just looked so peaceful and serene and open and expansive, and mm. I was like, wherever that is, got to get there. And so I will go back to China to find that place and just be in that 
you know, it's actually, I think people think of the of China as being very populated, um, very, like the cities and, um, but there, there's still a lot of natural open space beauty. yeah. and beautiful, yeah. beautiful changing scenery in China that, that needs, that you could go and explore and, and see and see a very beautiful natural side to it. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, at the same time, it is, it is hugely industrialized and just, such a technologically advanced country and it's it's you know it's a very unique culture um so you get a bit of column and, a and a column b yeah and i think it's good for um you know people not to be you know to 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 do some do some um community outreach get in touch with your local chinese restaurant get in touch with your local <laughs> chinese people um order something that doesn't have a number no number 45 <laughs> yeah um, and I, you know, look, I certainly this year as well, shout out to China, um, their tourism and both in and out is going to be massively impacted for years due to mm. this crisis, this pandemic. And I really feel for the people of China because, um, they do they love, love traveling. They love travel and yeah. they also have a lot of tourism coming in. And unfortunately that's going to be, there's going to be, I don't know, a stigma, um, as well as a lot of restrictions around travel there, and it's a shame. Um, so I do, when it does open up again, I implore you to to go because it is a very interesting country, and yeah. you know it's there's a lot of people doing local business that need the support, just as we do in all around the world. So, um, yeah, and like I said, support people. the businesses here, the you know Chinese operated businesses here too. You know, give them the love too, because you know we're all in this together. Where else would we get yum cha? Yeah, get some yum cha. I mean, that's it. We're both going to have to have dumplings this week. Done. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys, you know what to do. Follow us on the socials. Um, come over to Instagram at Lovely Travels, Facebook page, Lovely Travels. The Facebook group is called the Lovely Travels Community. Yep. Come and say hello and. If you'd like, if you have a China China tip or if you'd like to share a bit more about China, please send us an email. We'd love to hear from you, info at lovelytravels.com and catch up on all the goss and, and learn a bit more about us on the website, lovelytravels.com. That's right. Um, I had fun. I hope you had fun. I hope all the listeners she had she. fun. She she. Um, and... Um, We look forward to (laughs) chatting soon. Yeah. See you next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.